Hi, I'm Kate Spina. This is Toward Light, Practical Buddhism for the Modern World. Each week I explore ways to apply these timeless teachings to our daily life. Hello and welcome to episode 35 of the Toward Light podcast. This week I'm going to be talking about generosity. The Pali word is dana. I'll be using the two words interchangeably. In many suttas in the Pali Canon, when people come to the Buddha for teachings, it's said that he gives them the quote-unquote progressive teachings. And it goes through a list of the things that he teaches. And almost always that progression starts with dana, with generosity. In countries and cultures where Buddhism is more prevalent, people are often brought up practicing generosity from a young age, offering alms and supporting the local temple. Later on, they may learn Dharma teachings, chants, meditation, but the teachings start by learning about the importance of generosity. For many of us in the West, we came to Buddhism through the meditation door, learning practices of meditation because we were stressed or needed to be calm or needed more coping tools. And for many folks, it can stop there where they learn some mindfulness tools and that's enough. But if you're listening to this, you have developed a level of curiosity where you see that meditation on its own is not enough or there's a context to the practices and there's more to learn. And part of this context is this real rooting in generosity. Siddhartha Gautama, when he woke up and became the Buddha, he had a minute where he was like, I don't know if I want to teach, like this is going to be vexing. But then his higher self was like, no, like even if not that many people hear this, what you have to say is so important and you need to offer it freely. And so Buddhism has this tradition of being passed on as freely offered. And we find ways to support those who are offering the teachings, but they're coming from this place of open-hearted generosity. Generosity, dana, is such an important first step on the Buddhist path because it can counteract the three poisons. I've talked about these three poisons before, greed, hatred, and delusion. It's easy to see how generosity can counteract greed, right? Because greed is wanting to keep something for yourself and generosity is doing the opposite. It's about giving, not keeping, Sharon Salzberg says, generosity has power because it is characterized by the inner quality of letting go or relinquishing. So greed is about holding on. Generosity is about letting go. So when greed arises, generosity is a helpful antidote. When we're stuck in the poison of hatred, we're so often focused on some form of self-preservation. We don't like something or we hate something because it is challenging our way of seeing things, our way of being ourselves, whatever. Uh, It's uncomfortable. And so generosity helps counteract that because it reminds us of the fact that we are interconnected, that we are not 
it's not all about us, that there are others that we can be impacting. So when we're experiencing hatred, practicing generosity, like it would be ideal if I'm mad at this person and I then am generous towards them, but maybe I can't access that in that moment, but I could be generous in another way, training my attention somewhere else. And that could help break the cycle of the hatred. And when we're stuck in this third poison of delusion, we often, again, are seeing ourselves as separate. We're not seeing the big picture of things. And so by practicing generosity, we see the universality of our experience and we see the interconnectedness of our world. We see through the delusion of separateness. One of the reasons that I feel it's important to talk about Donna in this moment is that with the dawning of the new year, many people make resolutions or intentions. And so often these are based in self-improvement in some area. I want to exercise more, or I want to do more art, or I want to whatever. And and that is okay. Um, all of those are good things often. And they're often focused on the self. For myself this year, I'm finding it important to explore where I can best put my energy or attention in ways that affect more than just me, and are rooted in some generosity. So whatever intention setting you might be doing at this time of year or another time of year, noticing even if the intention is about your actions, how how will that then support or benefit others? If I'm setting an intention to get more sleep, which is important uh, for me, that then allows me to, if I can focus on that, then I can be more present and more functional in my days, which can allow me to be of more benefit. So I'm not saying that having personal intentions is a bad thing, but I'm also saying that we need to remember that it's not just about us. Anything that we're doing is affecting others. As many of you know, I'm traveling through Mexico and each choice we make while traveling, especially during COVID times, is taking into account how we're impacting others around us and what steps we can take to make sure we are being a benefit to the places we visit and being generous when we can. So a few ways that this shows up, we're making sure that we're recycling whatever we can. We're trying to support a variety of local businesses who've been struggling because they haven't had much tourism. Uh, We're learning Spanish so that we can communicate clearly and not assume that others speak English. And so all of these things come from a root of generosity, of wanting to give, of wanting to connect, of wanting to support. Generosity can look like so many different things. We can give financially, we can give possessions, time, attention, energy. We need to make sure that we practice generosity in a healthy way if you can't pay your rent, you shouldn't be giving money to other people. Like that doesn't make sense. That doesn't support you. So there are some religions or spiritual practices that emphasize sort of a certain amount of money that you should be giving. And and that's not necessary. When we're thinking about generosity, we're thinking about this movement of the heart. Not overgiving, not giving because we think we should, but finding an honest movement of the heart to give. You know, sometimes we have to train our heart 
to get used to generosity, right? Like a three-year-old Thai child might be helping his mom bring rice to the temple because that's what he's asked to do. But the more he practices generosity, the more he sees the benefit, the more that naturally becomes a movement of the heart. So we may need to deliberately and regularly practice generosity and become until it becomes more natural to us, until it becomes our impulse. I heard Joseph Goldstein say once that when he has the impulse to do something generous, he acts on it no matter what it is. This is something I've been tracking in myself for a few years. I'll have these moments when I have the impulse to reach out and tell someone I'm thinking of them, or I see something in a store and I want to send it to somebody, or I walk by a homeless person and want to give them a snack. And so I see this impulse and often I don't follow through with it for one reason or another. I talk myself out of it or my habitual conditioning shuts me down and I don't act from that place of generosity. And so that's been a practice for me of when am I moved to be generous and can I then take the steps to do that? Can you notice in yourself when you have an impulse to be generous? What does that look like? What does that feel like? Where are places where it feels natural for you to give or be of service? Our meditation practice can be an act of generosity. By cultivating present time awareness in our practice, we then bring that into the world, which affects others around us because we are more present and more able to see and connect. And it's important to take other generous actions. Over and over, we can take our measure and see what we have to give in this moment and how can it be a benefit. And we don't leave ourselves out of this. One way I can be generous to myself is that soaking in water is such a gift to me. And often I get too busy or caught up in other things. And so when I give myself the gift of taking a bath or soaking in the pool or getting into the ocean... I am being generous with myself, which in turn allows me to then be more generous with others because I'm caring for my needs, caring for my spirit. One way that we can cultivate generosity or be motivated by generosity is to reflect on times when others have been generous to us, when others have given us support that have allowed us to move forward in some way. A professor writing a letter of recommendation, a friend of a friend sharing local tips when you're visiting a new place, a boss giving a bonus. Whatever it is, you've been impacted by generosity. Can you reflect on sometimes when people have been generous with you? One memory I often come back to is in eighth grade when I was really struggling in the school system that I was in and felt very ostracized and not supported. And a vice principal kind of saw that in me and took me aside and helped me advocate for myself so I could speak with my parents and have other options. And the fact that he took the time to notice that, to sit down with me, to bring my parents in, to support me in asking for what I needed, that was such an amazing act of generosity. And So sometimes I reflect on that and it just puts a fire in me to be generous. What puts a fire in you? So I'm going to end this episode with a short little practice. And if you're walking or driving while you're listening to this, you can do this with your eyes open. Not a problem. 
Let's begin by training your attention to your breath, maybe taking a big deep breath, feeling your belly expand, feel it contract. Taking these big breaths can train your attention into the body. And feel the space around your body. Feel the breath. Ask yourself these questions. What do I have to give right now? What can I give to myself right now? Who else can benefit from what I have to give right now? You can ask these questions at any time. What do I have to give right now? What can I give to myself right now? Who else can benefit from what I have to give right now? Thank you for your attention and your commitment to this practice. Thank you so much for listening. The links are in our show notes. You can find me on Instagram at towardlight108 and the website is towardlight.net. If you have any questions or feedback, I'd love to hear from you. Be well.